Hi there. I'm Dr. Paula McDonald, and I welcome you to my podcast, Live Today. It's here that together we'll explore the concept of balance as God designed it to be for us, His children. Balance of the mind, the body, and the spirit. And it's what I've named Theosynthesis. And it's here, waiting for you. Hello and welcome everyone and a huge Merry Christmas. I really hope that this will be an amazing and wonderful Christmas for each and every one of you. It's been a different year, no doubt. And in my Bible study last night, we were all sitting around and, and talking about the fact that we hear so many people saying, oh my gosh, I can't wait for 2020 to be over. And while Yes, there have been some extreme challenges with the year 2020. If you really stop and think about it, there's also been a lot of blessings. For me, at the very beginning of 2020, I suffered a terrible fall and sprained my right ankle very badly. It was massively swollen and really kept me in a chair for several months. And a lot of people, including myself, could have taken that as to just mean, here we go, another thing for 2020. But actually, what it allowed me to do was to slow down enough to finish my book and to get some things done that had I still had two good legs wheeling around on, I probably wouldn't have slowed down enough to, to do that. And I needed to do that. It was also a time to reconnect with friends that I hadn't spoken to in a while because I knew everybody was on shutdown. So what a perfect time to pick up the phone and just speak with people that you haven't spoken to in a while. So there were some really great things about 2020 that I believe caused us and have caused us to reevaluate our lives. What's really important? Who's really important in our lives? And what are the things that we don't really necessarily have to do that we thought we did have to do? So all of that to say, focus on right now with Christmas being today, the beauty in the season. And you guys, this amazing occurrence that's happening up in our skies that started on the 21st, I believe is zero accident. God in his ultimate wisdom planned this aligning of the planets perfectly for such a time as this. And they're calling it the conjunction because it's when Saturn and Jupiter align in our view of Earth and causing it to be very, very bright in our skies. And it started on the 21st and it actually goes until tonight, Christmas night. And what a perfect timing. You, you just can't think that this is a coincidence. And when Jesus was born, historically, if you go back and not just look at the Bible, there are references to a bright star. And of course, in the Bible, we know that the bright star was causing people to look up and to seek the Savior, the Messiah who was coming. And I believe that tonight, it's the same message and possibly the most important message mankind can receive at this time that throughout all the chaos 
through all the stuff that we don't know and we can't figure out in the world appearing to be upside down, the one constant is that Jesus was born. He came to earth to save mankind. And I believe that this conjunction, this happening is there so we can look up amidst the chaos and look to the heavens for the message that still reigns and has not changed, that Jesus came for us. And that's the message of Christmas, to look up, to seek him, to find him, and to follow that light throughout our lives. It's just such a beautiful message. And I love how God surprises us with these beautiful messages. And he says, he's got, if we just look up into the heavens and we look into creation, he's there and we can find him. And so I just wanted to share that on this Christmas. And um, today, you know, I really just wanted to focus on, we've been talking about wellness and health and rest and exercise and what we eat. And so today I really just wanted to focus on the spiritual self-care. And that is a whole side that we often neglect. It's the last thing we go to. It should be the first thing we go to, to really balance. And so again, I'd like to go back to, to sharing with what we were studying in our Bible study last night. We are in Romans 12. And if you haven't read Romans 12 in a while, I encourage you to pick it up and read it. And you may stop at the first two verses because in those first two verses is an amazing amount of information and wisdom that really should rock your world. So let me read it to you and then we're going to break it down. Romans 12.1 Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Verse 2 Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. In those two chapters, there are so many lessons for us. So as I break it down, I I'm, hope you'll stick with me just because I think this message here on Christmas Day is very, very important and very timely. So whenever we see a chapter or a verse change and we see the word therefore, so Paul's been talking about God's sovereignty, his mercy, his grace, and then we get to chapter 12 and he says all of that in chapter 11 and then he starts out with the word therefore. And I've heard an, a pastor, and I can't quote him, who says, when you see therefore, understand that it's there for a reason. And really, it's showing you a shift in the narrative that's happening. And so he's saying, I've taught you all of this. Therefore, get ready. I'm going to teach you some application. 
And that's exactly what chapter 12 is. It's an application chapter. It's where we can take all of the knowledge that we've learned thus far in Romans, and now we can really apply it to our lives. Because that's the question. If we have all this wonderful stored up knowledge, but we don't really do anything with it, then it's not going to serve us the way it needs to be. Taking scripture and being able to apply it to our lives is the goal. So here we are in chapter 12. And he says, therefore, I urge you. He uses the word urge. And he's trying to persuade us. He's being earnest. And he's strongly saying, I need you to listen up, people. And he's not saying, I'm calling you to do this. He's saying, I am urging you to pay attention. So what does this mean for you and me? And to put it bluntly, it means we have some changes to make if we are who we say we are in Christ. And for many, they don't want to hear this. Nobody wants to really change and make big changes in their life for Christ. But many do. And that's what he's calling us to do. And then next he says, in view of God's mercy. So if you need to go back and reread chapter 11 of Romans, he talks about God's mercy in great detail. And then he gets into the meat of the verse. He says to offer our bodies. And an offering is something that is freely given. And when we freely give our lives to Christ, we give him all of ourselves. We don't just give him our hearts. We give him our body, our mind, and our spirit. And so the next part is he offer our bodies as living sacrifices. And I really keyed in on this word living. I hadn't ever really keyed in on that before when I've studied this chapter. But I did on this particular lesson. And as I thought about it, I think the word living is super important here. So in the times before Jesus, we know that there were lots of sacrifices of animals going on, and it involved the death of these animals, the killing of these animals. But here, Paul is saying that we are to be a living sacrifice. And this is important because as we think about what Christ came for on this earth when he was born on Christmas Day, 2000 plus years ago, he was our living sacrifice. And this means that within each of us as believers, we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit who lives within us. We are alive in Christ Jesus and his beautiful body was broken so that we can enjoy him living within each of us. So upon true reflection of the truth in this, Christians should gladly exchange our old ways for this new way of living and to be this living sacrifice. And then he says that it is to be holy and pleasing to God. And to be holy means to be dedicated or consecrated to God. And so when God is pleased with us, we are satisfying this request to dedicate ourselves to God means we have to do something differently. If you possess something that you believe to be very holy and very special, 
how would you care for it? And my best analogy that I can come up with or story is I have one of my grandmother's old Bibles and it is so special to me and I handle it with great care and I keep it in a special place so it won't get damaged. And then as I thought about this, where it's saying, offer our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, what that meant. So being holy means great care. So if I'm going to take great care of this book, this innate object that means very much to me, how much more should I take care of this living sacrifice, this body, by what I put into it, what I fill my mind with. And so it really gave me pause for thought on this. And then the verse goes on to say, this then will be your spiritual act of worship. Do you see this? When you do your part to consecrate your entire being, this in itself is a spiritual act of worship. Now, don't get me wrong here that we should worship our bodies and, you know, put all of that first. That's not what Paul's saying. What he's saying is that when we do offer our entire selves to God, this in and it of itself is an act of worship to him. So, wow, so much packed into that one verse. And so as a believer, your body is no longer your own because it belongs to God. And so the call to action is, Stop right now and evaluate how you are caring for your body and your mind and what changes are you convicted of to do right now. Whew, so that's a lot in verse 1. Verse 2 is equally power-packed as it goes on to say, Do not conform to the pattern of this world. And wow, could that be any more important right now? So no longer conforming means to comply with the rules and standards of those who are without Christ. And so the world still tells us we need to be molded to the world's standards. We need to not rock the boat. We need to be non-judgmental and, you know, love everybody, which we should. And absolutely we should. But we do not have to accept everything that the world is saying is okay and that we should be accepting of. In fact, we've got to be able to put everything to the test of the Bible and the authority of the scriptures to really know what it means to conform to God's way or the world's way. The only way to know that is to study the scriptures. So Paul is telling us now that we have to be different from what the world's telling us. And how true is that today? Oh my goodness. And so we, as a believer, you can't simply just blend in and look and act like everyone else. Our new lives must have evidence of the spiritual changes within us. Do you talk like those out in the world? Do you act like them? Or are you bold in your faith, living out loud for Jesus and speaking words of truth rather than allowing you to be a watered down version of him, of Christ? That is the danger in trying to be like everyone else. And, you know, this really should 
prick your hearts a bit and sting just a little bit because we are called to be different. And he says that do not conform to the pattern of this world. And of course, a pattern is something that's repeated over and over and over again. And so what pattern are you going to be? Are you going to be following in the pattern of what everybody wants you to be? Or are you going to follow in the pattern of what Christ wants you to be? And I'm not saying it's easy. It's actually really hard. And that's why the walk to being a true follower in Christ isn't going to be an easy one. And so then he goes into saying to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And a transformation is something that causes a dramatic change. So a renewal is to give fresh life or strength to something or to revive it. In order to be transformed by the renewing of our minds means there must be a massive radical change that's happening. And as believers, it is not all right to continue filling our minds with smut, foul language, violent images. Just look at the movie industry of late. There are more movies about vampires, zombies, murder, violence, sex, exploitation, and so much more. And it's inundating us and it's inundating our minds and most importantly, our children's minds. So as a believer, as we are transformed by the renewing of our minds on this Christmas day, what are you renewing your mind with? Stop and think about how beautiful the Christmas story is, how perfect this whole Christmas conjunction, the stars aligning, this light and happening. It actually started on the 21st of December, which is the winter solstice. So many spiritual significances and by no accident. So you guys, what a beautiful Christmas message at the end of a very interesting and challenging year. We get the light in the sky, telling us, keep your eyes on me. Look to me. I'm here for you all. So I pray as we go into the end of 2020, that we will first of all count our blessings. We will continue to look up and see and seek his light and that we will look for ways to transform our minds daily as we seek him. You guys, thank you so much for following me on this podcast. I've got so many amazing topics coming up for 2021, and I'm so honored that you listen, and I pray that you will share them out and that they are actually helping you. Blessings to you all. A very, very, very Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining me, friends. My prayer for you is that you would seek to live today and every day in balance and in abundant connection with God.